Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Josea Joseph Wu, Taiwan representative to the United States, lecturing on Taiwan and its unique relations with the U.S. and China. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to come to Yale University.、Uh, Probably you are used to this, but、uh, for people around the world, Yale has been、uh, one of the highest academic institutions. And for anyone who has a chance to come over here, it's really a prestigious, prestigious、uh, achievement already. And in Taiwan,、uh, we also have some graduates from、uh, Yale University,、uh, including one of my predecessors,、uh, Fred Chen. And I think he came over here or came back to the campus last year. And、uh, many people still remember him, and、uh, I hope that there will continue to be more and more Taiwanese students、uh, coming to Yale University、uh, to be educated in this、uh, very excellent academic institutions. And I'm delighted to、uh, chat with you a little bit about something that I've been doing for quite a while. Between 2004. In 2007,、uh, before I came over here, I was the chairman of the Mainland Affairs Council. I had to deal with China、uh, for all those three years, and it was difficult enough. And、uh, beginning from April last year, I was appointed by the president to head、uh, Taiwan's embassy in Washington D.C. And my personal experience is、uh, more difficult than the position in the Mainland Affairs Council. And some friends of mine, some American friends of mine, just keep joking to me that the president of Taiwan must hate me very much. You know, he just put me one difficult job after another. But I guess that's also a very unique experience for me to have my hands on those、uh, practical issues that we have to deal with,、uh, either in dealing with China or in dealing with the United States. And、uh, today, I would like to chat with you. Uh, some of my personal experiences, as well as the、uh, Taiwan government policy in dealing with both China and the United States, and I first would like to、uh, point out to you、uh, some of the aspects that uh, we uh, consider to be important in our relations with the United States.、Uh, in the past few months,、uh, you probably、uh, read from the newspapers or saw from televisions that、uh, the State Department officials. Uh, have been critical of、uh, Taiwan's government because Taiwan government was considering to hold a referendum、uh, with regard to Taiwan's membership in the UN under the name Taiwan, and because of their criticism and because of those criticism,、uh, newspapers, and therefore many people thought that、uh, Taiwan's relations with the United States actually is terrible,、uh, and、uh, you know on the surface it looks so、uh, because、uh, in the last. Press conference held by Condoleezza Rice.、Uh, she,、uh, in her opening statement, had two countries、uh, mentioned by her. One is North Korea, and another one is Taiwan. And 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 when she was talking about North Korea and the situation between、uh, the United States and North Korea, and about the、uh, progress of the、uh, denuclearization issue, and、uh, she said that、uh, it's making progress. And when it comes to Taiwan, she said that Taiwan government is pursuing some provocative policies, and many people, including Taiwan's own uh, journalists, uh, present in the press conference, feel terrible because、uh, Taiwan is being、uh, compared to a、uh, rogue state, and the comments on Taiwan seem to be worse than a rogue state. So you know, it gives an impression that Taiwan-U.S. relations have been terrible.、Uh, of course,、uh, it's not all in Taiwan-U.S. relations. That there's dispute in between the two sides concerning political issues,、uh, 
uh, I can tell you that the Taiwan-U.S. relations actually are quite good. Um, when I, or after I uh, started uh, my service in Washington, D.C., I have been able to get in contact with either State Department officials or Pentagon officials or any other department officials or even White House officials on a very regular basis. And I personally would tell you that I'm probably one of the most active uh, diplomat in Washington, D.C. in trying to get in contact with the State Department officials or other department's officials uh, to get something done. And uh, usually when we get in contact with each other, these kinds of things don't go out to the press. But I can tell you that uh, the context is very frequent. And the level of context is also very high. And as far as I can see, uh, there's probably only one or two more uh, diplomats in, in uh, Washington, D.C. that are just as uh, active as I am or more active than I am. So you know, this will probably tell you a little bit about the uh, you know, unofficial, officially, it's unofficial relations between Taiwan and the United States. And I can mention three, several, uh, three separate aspects to highlight the Taiwan-U.S. relations. Uh, the, the first aspect I would uh, show you is the economic aspect of Taiwan-U.S. relations. Uh, even though in the past uh, two years or so, Taiwan has been arguing for free trade agreement with the United States, and it wasn't going anywhere. And maybe it will also give an impression that uh, Taiwan-U.S. economic relations uh, may not be very good, but I can tell you that uh, they are very good. And I can give you some uh, figures uh, to show you that uh, Taiwan and the United States are engaged in uh, very important economic relations. Taiwan is a small country, but Taiwan is the 18th largest economy in the world. And in terms of trade, Taiwan is the 16th largest trading power of the world, despite the fact that it's a small country. But for the United States, Taiwan ranked number nine as a trading partner. And uh, among all the uh, goods trade with each other, I would say the agricultural trade is the most important. We are the number five uh, buyer of American uh, agricultural products, and we are very proud of this, that uh, Taiwan, even though it's a small country, but uh, we buy a lot of uh, American uh, agricultural products, and you probably want to ask how much do we buy. All right, let me give you some uh, poundage. Uh, we consume, on average, 484 pounds of uh, U.S. corn per person per year. That's quite a lot, all right? And 180 pounds of uh, U.S. soybeans. And 77.6 pounds of U.S. wheat. And on and on and on. And there's apples, strawberries, peaches, grapes, and beef, and pork. And these are all very important imports in Taiwan. And uh, for the sheer number, it's uh, you know, number five uh, importer of American uh, agricultural products. But since Taiwan is a small country. So if you calculate on per capita basis, Taiwan is the number one importer of uh, American agricultural uh, goods. And uh, we like it because we think the American agricultural goods are uh, high quality and American agricultural states also like it and they consider Taiwan as uh, the most loyal customer. And we would like to continue that kind of relations. And of course, Taiwan is also a very important uh, economic power that produces all kinds of uh, high-tech products. And again, I would like to uh, cite with you some of the statistics of the things that we produce. Uh, we produce 68% of computer chips, 83% of laptops, 
73% of PDAs, 70% 70 of uh, LCD monitors, monitors and uh, also some 90% of motherboards and digital cameras, but it's about uh, 40%. Uh, and therefore, you can see that Taiwan is a very important producer in the uh, high-tech uh, area, and uh, we also sell uh, to the United States uh, a lot of, of these uh, high-tech uh, products. Uh, some of you uh, might have a chance to visit Taiwan, especially to uh, Xinzhu Science Park. And I usually say that uh, Xinzhu Science Park or other science park in Taiwan is the extension of Silicon Valley because uh, you know, we have uh, lots of uh, computer scientists working in Silicon Valley. About one out of every five computer scientists in Silicon Valley uh, is from Taiwan. So you can see that uh, that kind of close connection would uh, provide Taiwan with a very good environment to uh, start and to uh, strengthen its high-tech industry. So this is how close Taiwan and the U.S. economic relations are. And uh, another area that I would, like, I would like to show you that Taiwan and the United States are actually uh, very good in their relations is in the area of security cooperation. Uh, even though the United States do not talk about this very often, and Taiwan does not talk about this very often, but after I came to Washington, D.C. in April last year, I oversaw uh, some military de delegations you know, coming to the United States for exchanges, for cooperations, you know, for uh, agreements, things like that. You know, they just continue to come. And I also saw groups after groups of American security experts, uh, even military officials, traveling to Taiwan uh, to oversee some of the projects that uh, we have been working on together. And uh, you know, since this is out of the public, uh, and therefore we do not talk about it uh, very frequently for fear of uh, Chinese uh, raising problems in either in Washington D.C. or somewhere else. Uh, but uh, you know, we try to work closer and closer with the United States in the security area. And the United States has been uh, engaging in the global uh, war against terror, and Taiwan is one of those countries that have been uh, working very closely with the United States. And I can uh, give you a couple of examples of how closely we have been working with the United States in this regard. Uh, for public figure, Taiwan is the number three contributor to the war in Afghanistan in terms of humanitarian aid and reconstruction effort. And that is how much we want to work with the United States. And there's also a mechanism called Container Security Initiative that was uh, initiated by uh, the U.S. government, and they wanted the uh, collaboration of other governments. And from the words of the U.S. government officials, Taiwan is the most cooperative country in this regard. And right now, we have a whole team of American experts in the Kaohsiung Harbor uh, overseeing cargoes that is coming to the United States. You know, they try to screen the cargoes over there to make sure that all the cargoes coming to the United States is safe. So we have been working on that, and we try to uh, uh, expand that kind of program based upon what we have right now. So Taiwan is a very good partner of the United States in the many areas, including uh, security areas. In the third area, I can show you that Taiwan and the United States have a very good relations is in the uh, more abstract, abstract aspect uh, of the fact that Taiwan is already a democracy. Uh, in in the 1997, we had the first 
direct presidential election. And in 2000, we had the peaceful transfer of power among different political parties. And this year, in fact, it's uh, less than three weeks, we're going to have uh, the fourth direct presidential election. Uh, Taiwan is young democracy, but uh, it's democracy. And if you listen to the key decision makers in the United States concerning its foreign policy, uh, expanding and promoting freedom and democracy had always been the backbone of American foreign policy. And I still remember in January 2000 and uh, let me see, January 2005, I was invited to uh, President Bush's uh, second inaugural. And President Bush just kept talking about expanding freedom and democracy, how important that is, and that is the key of uh, U.S. foreign policy, things like that. So you can see whether he's genuine or not, but at least you know everybody was talking about uh, promoting human rights and democracy, and uh, the current Bush administration had to go into uh, Iraq to try to build a democracy, things like this. And therefore, the fact that Taiwan is already a democracy provides the United States with a model that it can tell other countries that they can learn from Taiwan. And for President Bush's statement in three separate occasions, he tried to highlight this specific aspect. Once in the Prague, another time in Kyoto, and another time in Canberra. And he always said that, that Taiwan is a very successful uh, model or successful story of uh, political development. It's already a democracy, and the other countries, i.e. China, uh, should emulate so we feel very good, and the Taiwan falls into the U.S. interest of promoting freedom and democracy. So you can see that Taiwan and the United States are actually very close with each other. And when it comes to China, it's a very complicated issue. You know, on the U.S. is complicated enough. On the surface, you thought that the Taiwan and U.S. relations are terrible, and actually it's quite good. And on Taiwan-China relations, you know, it also has two stories. On the one hand, I'll tell you the good stories first. You know, we have people-to-people uh, -people, uh, exchanges, cultural exchanges, uh, educational exchanges. We have tourists coming from China to visit Taiwan, and Taiwan businessmen made investment in mainland China. And you probably want to ask how much investment we uh, made in China. It's 150 billion U.S. dollars, and that's quite a lot. Uh, for last year and the year before the statistics, 71% of Taiwan's total outbound investment just go to China. To a lot of people, that's too much. And we also have about 1.2 million Taiwanese, mostly uh, businessmen, uh, living in China as well. And for the trade figures, it's also uh, very high. Uh, we used to have the United States as uh, Taiwan's most important trading partner. But in the past couple of years, uh, China has become Taiwan's most important trading partner, which trade figure has exceeded 70 billion U.S. dollars for last year. And you can see that economic relations between Taiwan and China have uh, become so important, not just to Taiwan, but also to China. And uh, when I was serving as uh, chairman of the Mainland Affairs Council, you know, we tried very hard to invite more Chinese to visit Taiwan, and we tried to relax our rules and regulations so there can be more Chinese uh, tourists or businessmen uh, visiting Taiwan. You know, we used to be able to allow uh, Chinese businessmen uh, one who want to engage in commercial activities in, in Taiwan in a group of 30. But then I opened that door up, and before I left Taiwan, there was a group of uh, IBM employers, uh, employees uh, who went to Taiwan in a group of 500. And 
when they got to Taiwan, they just loved the place. So this is what we try to do. And in terms of uh, people traveling to, from China traveling to Taiwan, uh, the statistics show that uh, there was about uh, 140,000 people in the past few years annually. So uh, that's quite a lot. But uh, to me, that's still not enough. We want to open the door even further wider so that there can be more Chinese who have a chance to uh, visit Taiwan. And the reason why we want to open the door for more Chinese visits is because you know, the Chinese government control the propaganda machines and the uh, average Chinese people don't understand Taiwan. And for them to have a first-hand experience on Taiwan is very important uh, for them to know more about Taiwan. And uh, you know, my personal experience or the experience of uh, many people who have uh, opportunities to uh, engage with uh, those Chinese visitors found that uh, they like Taiwan, not only those uh, beautiful scenery places, but also like Taiwan's television shows and public media. And in Taiwan, people already uh, got confused about the news report, whether that's uh, entertainment or that's a news report. And sometimes uh, you know, we have uh, evening talk shows hosting uh, politicians from different political parties just shout against each other all the time. And many people in Taiwan just want to uh, you know, stick their fingers in their ears and no more, no mas amigo. Uh, but uh, you know, in, in for for the uh, Chinese visitors who had a first chance to visit Taiwan, they just love this kind of thing, and the reason is because they don't they didn't know that this exists in Taiwan, and in addition, you know, they also don't have this in Taiwan, and therefore, you know, open Taiwan up to uh, welcome the Chinese visitors is becoming very important, and we will continue to uh, expand. Uh, our room for the Chinese visitors. So in this aspect, it seems good. And the Chinese government doesn't recognize Taiwanese officials, and therefore for some things uh, to work out, we need to have uh, government officials sitting together for negotiations. And beginning from 2005, we tried to uh, work something out in a model that I personally called Macau model. Now we use NGOs in Taiwan and NGOs in China to serve as a white glove. And then the government officials would serve as the advisors to this white glove and therefore would allow the two sides to sit together. And the first example was the charter flight negotiation. You know, we started in 2005 and the negotiation was successful and we continue to expand based upon the Macau model of negotiation. So this has been the uh, good aspects of the cross-site relations. And the negative aspect of the cross-trade relations, I should probably tell you, is very negative. And I usually uh, describe uh, the cross-trade relations as a two parallel lines moving at the same time. And they never had a chance to cross with each other. You know, on the positive side, it seems to be getting better and better. And on the negative side, it's also getting worse and worse. The first is the military rise. Uh, Pentagon just released a uh, report on China's military uh, yesterday. And uh, China's military is aimed uh, mostly uh, at Taiwan. The best of China's uh, military forces is deployed along the southeast coastal areas and making Taiwan the only target of the Chinese military deployment. And the uh, missile is uh, you know, skyrocketing. It's uh, 1,000. According to uh, Pentagon statistics, it's uh, more than 1,000 short-range missiles already. In addition, in addition to the short-range missiles, there's also cruise missiles and other type of uh, missiles. And the Chinese also deployed uh, submarines, a large number of submarines already. And therefore, the threat against Taiwan has been increasing. 
in another area that, uh, that I, many people describe as a negative aspect of the cross-strait relations is the diplomatic confrontation. You know, China is getting wealthier and China is getting more powerful and they want to snatch our uh, diplomatic allies every here and there. And that gets the people in Taiwan very angry. And when people get angry, they try to get the government to respond. And of course, the cross-strait relations are not going to be very good. And other than the fact that uh, the Chinese government tried to snatch Taiwan's diplomatic allies, uh, the Chinese government has also been trying to keep Taiwan people out of uh, international uh, activities. And it's not just visible uh, international organizations such as uh, the World Tales Organization or uh, the United Nations. It's also down to a very basic uh, non-governmental, totally non-governmental type of uh, international participation. And I still remember several cases that uh, people uh, in Taiwan just had such an uproar of uh, what China has been trying to do to Taiwan. Miss Universe Beauty Pageant Contest. It should be non-political, right? Non, non-political. And the uh, beauty pageant elected in Taiwan or selected in Taiwan is called Miss Taiwan, right? It was very natural. It's no problem. But... Uh, the year that we recorded in 2006, that uh, when this Miss Taiwan was sent to Panama for the uh, Miss Universe Beauty Pageant Contest, uh, at the time she was about to uh, you know, step, up, step on the stage, she was forced by the organizer to change her ribbon, and that new ribbon called Miss Chinese Taipei. And Miss Taiwan or Miss Chinese Taipei, was in tears, and she couldn't perform, and of course she didn't uh, do well. And, you know, this is one of them. Uh, firefighters game, is it political? I guess not. It's just a bunch of firefighters trying to throw holes and try to run around the field and do all kinds of things to compete against each other. And in 2006, the Chinese government just forced the organizer to change the title of Taiwan's participation from Taiwan to Taiwan Common China to signify that Taiwan is part of China. And our firefighters participating in that game couldn't tolerate it, and therefore they just petitioned against the organizer again and again and again, but to no avail. So they had to withdraw to protest. And these kinds of things just goes on and on and on. And I can mention to you some other things that you feel that, uh, that is totally wrong for China to do that. Uh, international hairstyling contest. Ah. <laughs> uh, International Pigeon Racing Contest. <laughs> you know, why on the earth would the Chinese government try to suppress Taiwan's participation in these totally non-governmental uh, activities? Well, the Chinese government just continued to do that. And I have a whole list of them. I just don't want to uh, exhaust all the lists because it would take quite a lot of time. But you can see this has become one of the most important source of conflict in between Taiwan and China. And when the Chinese government is pressing Taiwan too hard, the Taiwanese government, of course, will respond. And of course, uh, when that happens, the cross-strait relations will not be very good. But the sad thing to Taiwan is that when the Chinese government is squeezing Taiwan, nobody's reporting about it. But when Taiwan government say, hey, that's enough, we don't want to take that. And many people started to point their fingers in Taiwan and say, hey, don't say anything because that is going to make China angry. So this is a kind of uh, you know, relationship between Taiwan and China and the kind of dynamics uh, that has been going on. And the relations complicated enough, right? 
And we thought that if the United States can help Taiwan or other like-minded countries that's been described as uh, the State Department officials uh, can continue to help Taiwan, yeah, we feel that uh, we should uh, be safe in our international participation. But unfortunately, uh, the United States in the last few years seemed to be in trouble itself. North Korea and Iraq and Iran and Darfur and many other countries. And uh, because the United States has been caught in those crises, and very often the U.S. government feels that they need to get the help from the Chinese government since the Chinese government is uh, one of the five permanent members in the uh, Security Council in the United Nations. And that is natural. And what is not fair for Taiwan is that uh, when they feel that there's a need for each other or when the U.S. government has, has a need uh, for, for China to help the United States, you know, Taiwan is being put on the sideburn. And uh, it's, it's not fair to Taiwan people because the Chinese government seems to be engaging in the tactics to squeeze Taiwan further. Those occasions that I listed to you that China has been trying to suppress Taiwan's uh, international participation started from 2005. Uh, it goes on and on and on until today. So this is a situation we face. So you can see that the three-way relations between uh, Taiwan, the United States, and China have become uh, so complicated. And for us, it doesn't seem, you know, there doesn't seem to be an easy way out for us. Uh, the United States will continue to be caught by Iran, Iraq, and North Korea and Zimbabwe and the Darfur, things like this, because it's an you know, international power and it has responsibilities to deal with, with international issue. And at the same time, you know, China is taking advantage. Of course, it will want to expand. It wants to grow. So China has been taking advantage, and its power has been growing and growing and growing. And at the same time, you know, Taiwan is a free country, and therefore people have different voices. And uh, you know, Taiwan will continue to be pointed finger at us being causing some problems, things like this. So this is the uh, complicated uh, relations, and it's more complicated for us uh, than for other countries. But I think there's also one thing that might link Taiwan, uh, the United States, even other uh, allies of the United States in East Asia, Japan together, because the, rose, the rise of the Chinese military power have become so threatening, not just for Taiwan, but also for other countries in the region like Japan and the United States. And therefore, there is a potential for the three-way security dialogues to upgrade, to expand, things like this. So in the future, what Taiwan government is hoping for is that uh, you know, there can be more talks in between Taiwan government and the Chinese government, so there can be more understandings, more mutual understandings, more mutual trust, so the misunderstandings or you know, conflict in between Taiwan and China can be alleviated. And we have been proposing all kinds of issues to be negotiated, and even though there was only two issues that the two sides have some uh, preliminary achievements, i.e. charter flight issue and tourism issue, but we have a whole array of issues we hope that the Chinese government can think about uh, talking to Taiwan. And I think it's our hope. And it's also the hope of uh, the American government. It's also the hope of the uh, Japanese government, as, along with uh, other governments, that uh, the crossway relations can improve. And at the same time, I think it's also uh, the hope of the Chinese people. I'm not talking about the Chinese government because they always say, say something else. But I think the hope of the Chinese people is that Taiwan and China can live peacefully with each other and the two sides can open door for each other. And that will require the two sides to have uh, more opportunities to engage with each other, each other more. 
For more on the International Studies Council at the Macmillan Center, please visit yale.edu slash macmillan. This was recorded on March 4, 2008.